to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com. We watched Rosa. This is our 137th episode. Goodness gracious. My name is John. It's good to be back. And joining me as he does every week is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Thank you for keeping the driver's seat warm for me. Ah, well. You did I, a fantastic job. I kept it warm, but yeah. <laughs> you did a great job. It was Thank uh, you. really fun listening to you and Mike last week. Uh, yeah. I always love listening to Mike just talk in general. Yeah, and I'm not kidding. I, th- I think at some point we really should get like the three of us to sit down, or maybe you can drag Lauren in the room. It'll just be like a round table. Oh yeah, we can. We could definitely uh, try and do that. The That'd four of us talking an episode or something. I would be 100 percent down with that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I could uh, see us doing that in the future. Maybe a uh, season 11 wrap up. That's not a bad idea. I think That'd that be a lot of fun. Might be a very good idea. So, um, Taylor, how's it going? Oh, life keeps throwing curveballs at me, but for some reason I still manage to, you know, work my way through a sports metaphor. <laughs> a, a 12 to 6-er, <laughs> huh? Uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. <laughs> Life's keeping me busy and I'm yeah. tired, but I'm powering through and Doctor Who is just this big beacon of light to help pull me through although i do ladies and gentlemen i i don't often get political and i'm going to give just a little psa right now since we are kind of creeping up toward um election day in november for the midterms here um i don't care what your feelings are on anything um but vote go out and vote please we have this ability to do this and it is so special um, especially in light of this episode that, that we have this power that we can go out and we literally can change, if not the whole world, our part of the world. And Lordy, does it need some change? Um, yes. Personal opinions. But here, here. I, I think I reflect a lot of you out there thinking, so whatever your thoughts are and whatever your feelings are and whatever your opinions on who should be doing what, go out and vote. It is so important for you guys to do that. So there's my little soapbox. There's my little PSA. And uh, seconded, yeah, okay, fair, <laughs> seconded, fair. Um, so I just got back from a week long vacation, a little over a week actually. Yeah, no kidding. Went to New gorgeous. England. Yes, it was. Uh, I have a bunch more pictures that I that I took that I still need to to put up. Um, yeah, fall is wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's an actual season it's an unlike actual here season. in california yes it's it's beautiful um there's it's very strange i i uh i told lauren that it was basically the area area we were in which was maine and new hampshire um and i think mass at one point we went to boston okay for a little bit um it's the perfect like hybrid the hybrid of oh no of um like city and nature nice if that makes sense yeah like there seems to be a lot of trees that are you know happy to be alive back there (laughs) that's always a good thing happy trees not this concrete jungle i'm currently living in right it's one of the reasons i love where i'm at is we are still technically the bay area but we're kind of out yeah you guys yeah you guys got it going on out there it's not too bad not too bad i like it Sprawl is eventually coming, I'm sure, but... Yes. Hopefully it gets cooler here, because, man, I already miss the highs are maybe 60. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, both the past two days at work uh, in San Jose, it hasn't even hit 70. Well, that's nice. That's not bad. No, that's very good. So, um, yeah, let's get to some uh, uh, to some who news. Let's do that. Let's get to some Indeed. News. Yeah. So, um, uh, again, we'll have links to everything we talk about here in the show notes. Uh, Screen Rant has a actually rather intriguing theory about the TARDIS's new look. Um, you know, naturally, we noticed the whole kind of crystal uh, tie-in between the Sonic and the TARDIS. And, I mean, personally, my theory was that she was using the Sonic to get it to kind of stabilize. And I think that influenced, uh, you know, its design when it stabilized. But... 
uh, Screen Rant throws out the idea that with little known about the Stenza beyond their violent culture, it's hard to draw any concrete conclusions, but the crystals may be derived from the sonic screwdriver or there might be some other thing at work here. The Stenza, since they had been working on that planet on Desolation for so long, um, maybe there's a little twist uh, coming because maybe they've kind of gotten their mitts into the TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, teeth, as it were. Yeah, very, very interesting uh, theory there. I'm not... Yeah. I don't know if it'll play out, but... I, mean, we'll see. I don't know either. I think, I think if the Stenza never got mentioned in the second episode, if, like, if that wasn't a thing... Yeah. I don't think anybody would be thinking that. But all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this. And it's like, well, okay, maybe... Who knows? I'm doing these shrug motions that nobody can oh, see. So I was it like, doesn't help us. I was like, maybe what? Yeah, sorry. I forget. I can't really gesticulate and have anybody know what I'm doing over no. here. No. <laughs> I'm like, maybe what? Maybe... <laughs> Please tell me. I will. Oh, well. I'll tell you. We'll find out. Who knows? I mean, yeah. Are... That would be I... a nice little twist. And also would basically uh, already Chibnall uh, becoming a liar and telling us that, yep. you know. Well, it already yeah. kind of seems like he is because the Stenza have been mentioned more than once. So, well, and let's not forget the whole timeless child. Drop. Yeah, that whole thing. Hmm. Yep, interesting. Yep, lots to speculate about. But something we don't need to speculate about is what NASA has named a new, admittedly unofficial constellation. They've named it after the TARDIS. Yes, they have. This is so cool. I'm I'm all for anything like this. But the Fermi Gamma Ray Space Telescope, um, they have named a Gamma Ray Constellation TARDIS in tribute to the Doctor's uh, time machine. Uh, So they are exploring stuff that kind of breaks what we think of of known physics and stuff. And, And they've previously named stuff after Star Trek and Star Wars. And so they felt that, you know, the physics breaking uh aspects of the TARDIS were very fitting so they've they've named a constellation TARDIS which I think is awesome lovely I love it good stuff more space things named after things we love yes um now for those of you guys who are into scarves since we are in fall yes we are and I wore a scarf yeah well and you were at least in weather that kind of needed one yeah now I've got a fourth doctor scarf, but it, but it's it's one of the like you know commercially produced ones. It's not you know sixteen miles long, um, so I'm you know always happy to uh, double it up and wear it during uh, during the colder part of our winter because yeah California. Um, but for those of you who want to show your Doctor Who love, but maybe be slightly more monochromatic or a tiny bit more obscure to see who's paying attention uh you can now get the burgundy scarf yeah. from season 18 in the shorter style um and um it uh actually is available to buy now actually it uh, was released by lovarzi lovarzi.co.uk and it's priced at 25 pounds uh, i what maybe forty five fifty dollars if my conversion rate made up in my head is halfway accurate? Uh, I'm doing this math for you right now. It is thirty good heavens thirty two forty six. Oh wow! And by much ma- more affordable by math. I'm uh, uh, just typing it into Google. Well, thank you, Google. You're welcome, Google. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh, and lastly tonight, literally breaking. Uh, um, well, sort of breaking uh, just before we recorded. Rumors have started to circulate that we're going to have another wilderness year in 2019, meaning that we don't get season 12 until 2020. I um, have no words. I, much like how I felt at the end of watching Rosa, I also have no words. Um, I'm I'm hedging it a little bit because what I have seen uh, friends of ours on other Doctor Who podcasts tweet out is that it, it literally was from a clipping from an article in the mirror, which, yeah. places, which is okay. It's not the sun um, or it's not the uh, what the express yes. or something. Yeah. Um, it, the mirror. Um, but nobody, at least when I looked had found any sort of like online articles 
saying this. So I'm being a little hedgy about it. Um, I don't want it to happen. Yeah, We're man. eventually going to run out of classic who I know we've got lots of big finish and comics and books and all sorts of stuff that we could do, but um, I want more new, new doctor. Who. Yeah. I'm being greedy. Yeah, man. Come on. Come on. Don't do this to us again. So soon. No, I could stand. I mean, six months, eight months, nine's kind of pushing it. Yeah. But God, not a whole, not a whole another year because it wasn't a year. It was more than a year. Ugh. No, I don't like it. And it better yeah. just be a rumor and stay a rumor. I'm hoping it stays just that. We will see. We will see. We will see. But right now, it's time for our main event. Uh, we watched Rosa starring Jode Whitaker as the Doctor, Mandeep Gill as Yasmin Khan, Tossin Cole as Ryan Sinclair, and Bradley Walsh as Graham O'Brien. Uh, also, Joshua Bowman as Crasco. The amazing Crasco. Thank you. I made that joke <laughs> in my head too, and I'm like, oh, I can't make this is too serious. I can't call him amazing. Um, call he him is amazing not. He is not amazing. The, the uh, amazingly racist Crasco. There you that? go. There we go. Oh, and uh, is it vi- uh, Vinette? Vinette. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, ah. is it like Corvette? Vinette Robinson as yes. Rosa Parks, uh, written by Mallory Blackman and Chris Chibnall. And directed by uh, Mark, oh boy. Tom, Do you remember? D- d- uh, what? Tonderai. Tonderai. <laughs> Mark Tonderai. There we go. Tonderai. God, he's going to end up at a galley sometime and you are screwed. <laughs> yeah. Tonderai. Tonderai. Uh, it first aired October 21st, 2018. Hey, that was this year. Uh, yes, and it is was. the third story of season 11. Uh, and, uh, we have some story notes brought to you by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Indeed we do. So, uh, uh the not so amazing Crasco spent some time in the storm cage. Sound familiar? Well, that's where river song was also yes. housed for some time. Now we're also not sure if Crasco's from the 79th century, but he definitely is sending stuff there. Yes, absolutely. Can you imagine the 7800s? I've, no, I can't. That's the 79th century. That's just... That's crazy. That is way future. It's very far future. So the um, maps, phone books, and the other stuff used by the TARDIS team in order to research Rose's route were meticulously recreated. Um, uh, one of the uh, uh, like art production guys, I think his name's Darren uh, Faraday? Fer- no, Fer- yeah, Faraday um, on Twitter um, has uh, shared just some amazing uh, stuff. Like literally the bus schedules that you see were like the actual schedules. That's they didn't just like cool. recreate a cover. They're like, no, this bus on this day would have been here at exactly this time as they were showing. And there were even, um, I think he was talking at one point about having to recreate the actual map of the city. They didn't really have anything from that but what they did have was was really kind of pixelated so they literally hand re-sketched the entire city in order to have that map it just was over the top amazing it was like stuff you'd expect to see them do for like a feature film yeah to recreate this stuff so the fact that they were doing this for for just this part of this episode is amazing oh yeah um, this was also the first televised story since the day of the doctor to feature a real world historical figure. That is to me shocking, right? I know. It's a I, shocking, isn't it? Like I'm racking my brain. I'm like, has it really been, have there not been, I suppose there haven't. Capaldi didn't have anyone. <laughs> I, it's funny. Cause I'm sitting here and I'm like, there, there had to have been there. I mean, technically, uh, but not a real historical figure. He did have Robin Hood, but I mean, oh uh, well, I don't know. I I suppose I'd kind of count that. I mean, that's that it... the only one. God, really? That wow. is so crazy to me. That is, huh? Well, I'm glad we got a real historical figure back, though. I'll tell you yeah, that much. No kidding. Anyway. No kidding. We'll get deep into that here yeah. shortly. So this episode didn't feature the Doctor Who theme over the ending credits, replacing it instead with a song called Rise Up by Andrew Day, the same song used during the sequence of Rose's arrest. It is the second episode to not feature the Doctor Who theme in the ending credits following part four of Earthshock. (laughs) Earthshock is now connected 
Ugh. To Rosa. Earthshock. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that's who the? Uh... What is the what is our mystery this year? The the timeless child. Do you think the timeless child? Do you think it's gonna be the return of Adric? Do you think it's Adric? <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I think my theory was more crazy, but we're not talking. Your about theory that is now. definitely crazy, but we, we're not gonna no, we're not no, gonna no. spill those beans yet. So Taylor, uh, you have a uh, <laughs> as Mike put it last week, a world famous synopsis. So take it away. Indeed. While trying to get back to Sheffield, the TARDIS team stumble across something not quite right in 1955 Montgomery Abella, and that's not just the racism. While trying to solve the problem, they learn that sometimes you can't just be an observer when it comes to time travel. Oh boy, Taylor. Um, no punches pulled in this one, huh? Wow. I mean, and I, and I, yeah. I guess for about as much as you can for a family show well yeah i mean granted it, it could have uh, uh thrown so much harder punches but i mean just in the first 30 seconds you know we've got uh, uh james blake getting up in rose's face and 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 the shouting and Oof. not even just the hatred i mean like literally the vitriol yeah uh of it it really i mean it was and not to make any sort of pun about it um, a real slap in the face. Uh, yeah. Watching it just to be like, oh, okay, this is, they're setting us up. This is, you know, we are going to see the, some pretty. We're, we're going to see the history of America. Faithful, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, uh, let's not pull any punches ourselves. No. We're and let's be honest. The history I, of America. I think, I think it's safe to say we are too, relatively liberal minded west coast white guys yeah over here talking about this so um it seems kind of weird like it almost it's almost like i don't know you know like in effect it's that it's like we shouldn't i feel like i don't know maybe our privilege gets in the way sometimes Mm -hmm. it's kind of like oh man this is horrible and i feel like we're we i don't know i don't know we're probably going to cut this out because i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no i get it I, I i think i get what you're saying actually is is that um you know even though it's part of his our our history american history yeah um you know we're both relatively removed from it yes um and 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 we may not see it firsthand in um a day-to-day basis right um and it and it may not necessarily be something that happens uh, to us, obviously. Um, but it is a reminder. Um, this whole episode really is, is a reminder that, that this stuff still happens. Um, I mean, just to jump to when, when Yaz and Ryan are talking, when they had to skedaddle out of the bathroom um, and hide in the alley, you know, and they're talking, they're like, well, this stuff still happens today and it does still happen today. And, and unfortunately it's, it's, kind of getting worse in a lot of ways which is why you should vote PSA right too it's either um, it's either getting worse or we're we just live in a time where we see everything and everyone has a you know everything can be documented you right know? well yeah and i mean i think there's that too and 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 you know obviously the the everybody's basically got a camera with them all the time and social media and stuff going viral and 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 all that kind of stuff i mean yeah, I think I think we are seeing more of it, um, but I I personally feel that uh, that unfortunately we we are kind of in um, a period in history that is stepping backward a little bit. I and I oh, truly yeah. do believe we will come out of it. Oh, we um, we and will. I think we'll be better for it, but we got to get there first. Yeah, I mean this this episode was very important for a number of reasons, and you said at the top, uh, vote. Yeah, <laughs> please vote please for, for for the love of everything <laughs> just, just please um i mean i guess yeah let's let's get into this i thought the opening scene was was wonderfully done mm-hmm. it was a very like the foreshadowing of what was to come with her just taking a seat in that seat for a moment yeah just to pick up her purse yes i thought you that know, was how- very well done totally how they they slowed it down you could see i i I gotta take a moment and i just i gotta give credit to the actors who had to play these racist ass white folk 
who I'm sure yeah. in real life are not like this. Yes. That actually had to be really trying for them as well. Um, I know I would struggle with it. Um, so, you know, hats off to them. But, you know, I mean, the look in his face, you know, when, when, when she sits down just for that second. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, man. You know, it was it was very intense right from the get go. And and yeah, that scene that scene was also beautifully shot. I yes. mean, you know, Tondurai has a great eye as a director between Ghost Monument and this episode. It just oh, yeah. some of the angles that he's doing. Yeah. You know, that that real high crane shot that it opens with and everything. It it really is so beautifully done. Oh, he loved his crane in this. <laughs> he, he definitely There's nothing did. wrong with that because it was no. all it was perfect. No, he also, I mean, I don't want to go into the detail of, of Ryan and Cresco kind of facing off, but some of the angles oh, that were man. used in that scene were incredible. Yes. Uh, oh, my dude. Yes. Just like <laughs> with the, uh, it was almost like a slanted. It was. Off center mm-hmm. shot and like just the headlights. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It was yeah. so cool. Well, like when um, when the doctor hop, hops up on top of what I presume is that water tank, um, <laughs> yes, to to face off with Cresco, and they literally are. I mean, at least on my TV, because I, I realize BBC America screws with a bunch of stuff, and that's a whole separate rant for a whole oh, separate time. Oh yes, it is. Oh boy, um, but they literally, you know, the doctor and Cresco are literally on opposite edges, not opposite sides. They are literally at the edge of the screen facing off right these the these two characters cannot be more diametrically opposed oh yeah visually and morally absolutely if you try it i mean it was just so amazing very cool and i mean speaking of uh crasco every time he would appear on screen there would be like a a, a, in the music there would be yes 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 I can't. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was great. Every time he was shown, it was like a kind it, of thing. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It was it almost was, like a Jaws kind of thing. It was. It was very much kind of like a Jaws kind of thing, but he very much had his own theme, and it was very noticeable. Yes. And it was that kind of like two or two, maybe three note, kind of that menacing lower tone. Yeah. Kind of stuff. In, in fact, the the music in this episode. Um, it, it felt a lot more traditional Yes, to me, a lot, a lot more strings and horns and stuff. It wasn't so much that kind of, you know, slightly more techno ish or stranger things esque vibe. It was a lot more traditional in a lot of ways. And it was still amazingly well used. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I wasn't here last week, but, uh, just through and through the, uh, the score has been brilliant. Just mm-hmm. throughout the series that the thing i love that the thing i was worried about the most has now become like just an extra thing that i'm excited about each week yeah totally i really i cannot wait for a season 11 uh soundtrack to be announced because i in i mean i will be fry like just take my money <laughs> i want this um the the montage music uh yes. when they're trying to figure out rose's routine that was I love that I love that piece. So fun. It's just I love that piece so much. And then I think we come back after we realize that um Carrasco is just gonna continue to try and muck this up. Mm-hmm. Um, nudge everything around. Yeah, the kind of the music where uh, the doctor tells uh her friends, as I am gonna try and call, refer to them as now. <laughs> um the mission, and they kind of do that uh uh, it, when we're talking about directing the uh, the profile shots of each one of them coming into that music was also amazing. Yeah. And then I know we talked about, I, I think when we were seeing previews and I went, man, there better not be a lot of modern songs in, in <laughs> who I hope that's not this guy's idea of a score, but let me tell you, man, that um, Andrea days song. Woo. That's yeah. some good stuff right there. That was that was well used. Um, yes. I, I, I I had no problem with that. It, it felt a little weird for me to have it over the end credits as well. Um. Uh, yeah. But, but that that I mean, it's it's a personal preference thing. It's it's not you know. Yeah. I mean, I think if 
now in my mind, I associate it both with that scene and the end credits. If I just had it over the that scene, I would only associate it with that scene. Does right. that make sense? Like it's more impactful that way. Right. I, I hear that. And I, I feel like they almost want to, I mean, it's like the episode ends and it's like, you know, it's kind of like, all oh, right, mm-hmm. I guess. But I feel like the, if you, if you just keep on with the song, it's fine. I, I, you know, I can see where you're coming from, but I'm also, uh, I, I'm fine with it. No, I, I get it. Like I said, it, it is a, it is a, it's a minor nitpick. Um, oh yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a big deal to me either, but it was just, it was one of those things where I'm like, right. well, it could have been this, but eh, whatever, you know, still an amazing episode. Um, and, and if you can't tell folks, we're kind of, changing shape with the show here and <laughs> in, in how we talk about everything we've always done everything in such a linear fashion yeah um but there's just something about this new season that kind of almost begs this to talk about it a little bit more thematically um whether it be how it's shot or how the music's done um or just different things that are that are you know presented uh so we're kind of feeling our way through that so we're kind of stumbling all over the place this evening yeah oh yeah I mean, I have a couple of here and there notes, you know, but mm-hmm. nothing, it's kind of like uh, my my bullet points have bullet points. <laughs> um, I did love before we get into because I want to go into depth about this villain. Yes. OK. Um, I love that Graham is just like, hey, can we get some food? I was just looking at my note of that. A poor Graham just wants a sandwich. <laughs> he just wants some food. And I love that. And the thing I love about that is she goes, no time, Graham. And he immediately, like, there's no pause. He goes, because he knows that's what she's going to say. Yeah. And he goes, have you ever <laughs> noticed that always happens? And then they just are on their way. Yeah. It it it, it was the the bits of comedy in this episode. Yeah. Um. One, are. are very needed yeah but they are just subtle enough to kind of relieve the tension but not come off like oh we're being totally wacky now yeah here's a really serious thing i I, if anything i think the only thing that might have been maybe a smidge over the top if i really have to pick it out which which is funny because i'm gonna i'm gonna mention this and then i'm gonna mention the fact that i thought the exact same thing right before he says it was when that waitress comes up in that uh, uh, in that that bar, right? And it's like we don't serve your kind. And Ryan goes, "Well, good, because I'm not looking to, you know." Yes. And I'm like, "Okay, I just had that thought," and he went and said it. Okay, fine. Right. <laughs> so okay, that might have been a little silly, but hey, if if my head went there, okay, I probably would have done the same thing in that position. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess let's talk about the little, there's some, the comedic bits that, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, help us. I mean, cause if there are no comedic bits, bits in this boy. Oh, it, it would have been a very different episode. Yes. Um, if there was nothing to chuckle at every now and then. Uh, I mean the, the, and most, for the most part, they were just little like quips, Mm -hmm. like quick little things. Uh, the doctor has given Elvis a cell phone apparently. Yes. Um, what else do we have? The doc's doctor might be Banksy. I can only hope. Um, um, there. What, what was the other one? Oh, you know what? I mean, it, and it, it was only it was only comedic because of his shock was when Ryan met Martin Luther King. Oh, yes. When he couldn't stop saying their full names. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Rosa Parks. It was that was very funny. Just it the, was his initial shock and not being able to just say Mr. King or uh, you know it was just yeah. that was very funny. No, I, it was and um uh the, right at the end when the cop is leaving the uh, motel room and Graham and the doctor are trying to pass themselves off as a couple, basically. And Graham yes. like puts his arm around her. The look on her face when she yes. looks over and looks at her at his hand is like, um, excuse me. Oh my God. I like, I like it's, it, it just, it, it needed that episode needed those little touches. You've just come out of a really intense scene. Okay. Here's a little chuckle. We're okay. You know, yeah. let's move forward. Oh my goodness. Oh man. 
Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about our villain. Okay. Who I thought was, um, I mean, pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. Kind of got a little greaser look going to him. Uh, greasy McGreaser. Yes. As um, if somebody from the future went, um, hmm, I need to dress for the 50s. What should I look at? Yeah. Oh, hey, here's this John Travolta, you know, uh, movie. I'll go with that. <laughs> Um, so Crasco, we don't really know too much about besides that he is a bigot. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know he was in Storm Cage, which we, uh, we mentioned at the top, same place River Song was held. also had, you know, the same kind of technology that River had to travel through mm-hmm. time. Yeah. We got a vortex manipulator. Um, he's killed what, about two thousand people. Oh yes. I, that. I actually really liked the nonchalantness of that scene that mm-hmm. when the way he delivered it, but also, you know, just trying to, he was just trying to be a dick to, you know, basically, yeah. you know, he said it nonchalantly, but he wanted to say it to impress. Exactly. Which is, I don't know. I mean, now I'm talking about this in, you know, the, the, the science fiction fantasy realm that is Dr. Who. Yes. We've got, the master who in Legopolis erased an entire part of the universe. Um, it doesn't really seem like a body count of 2000 is enough to get you into the storm cage. I mean, I, I suppose it may depend on the actual situation, which we, we don't know anything about, but I was like, okay, the doctors faced bigger baddies than you, bud, but I guess they stuck you in storm cage. Yep. Guess so. You uh, know, not that I wanted to him to have, you know, right, right, right. Killed more, but you know, um, I had, so I don't know if you saw this. Did you, did you see that? Some people think that Crasco might be the meddling monk. I, I, I have seen that idea bandied about. Yeah. Um, I, I, that would be, that would be kind of interesting. Excuse me. If that, um, actually were to somehow pan out later in the season or even next season. Right. Because I feel like Cresco's resolution in this story or his departure from the story yeah, is so sudden as to be incredibly anticlimactic. It was, that was my only, and he, so basically he gets shot with his own gun by Ryan. Yep. And he is sent to the past is what yep. Ryan's, if you, if you love the past so much, you should go live there forever. Yep. Um, and he just shoots him and Crasco, there's no reaction. No, he doesn't. Yeah. There's no physical reaction. There's no like, oh my gosh, you've got it. Now yeah. I'm in an action pose and I disappear. Yes. It's, I'm literally just standing there. And I'm like, something about that strikes me as odd. Either, yeah, Odd. Thank you. I was about to say wrong, but yeah. I will run with odd. It was just very strange. And the other thing I thought, if they knew that he was just trying to, you know, tiny actions, why didn't they just tie him up or... <laughs> Or do yeah. anything, you know? It just kind of seemed like, do something. I don't know. Do, like, the mousetrap thing and drop a little cage around him. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to see that. It just seemed like they... It, it wasn't like he was like, ha-ha, and then he could, like... Like, at least with um, uh, with our, with our with Tim Shaw, he at least had a short-range teleporter. Yeah. And he was just like, boop, I'm gone. And it's like, well, at least I'm like, oh, well, they can't catch him. Yeah. This way it's just like he he says, "Well, don't don't meddle in my plans. I'm going to slowly walk away." <laughs> well, and 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 I guess for for a good portion of the episode, I mean, I, I suppose technically he could have teleported away cuz he's got a vortex manipulator. Yes. Now, once in this scene, holy smokes, was this one intense too when the doctor yanks it off him and stomps Ooh. on it. That was these good boots, stuff. These boots were made for stomping. That was so Whoa. cool. I loved that scene. You know, and she basically, she's like, I know you've got this, uh, what, this neural inhibitor yeah. in your head, but she goes and tests it anyway. Yes. And, and to see him start to basically choke her out. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, he can't do it. Right. And then she just... Like, she's so confident that she knows that he's going to hit that wall. 
Yeah. That she puts herself on the line for that. That just just watching that. I'm sorry. That that's just intense. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um and then also the later scene when she goes back to his box and then he tries to sh- to Oh no, that's the same scene. I'm sorry. And he goes to mm-hmm. shoot her but she throws all all of the stuff in the way and yep. it gets teleported. Oops. Good stuff. Now, uh, I, last week you guys were talking about uh, the Sonic and the use of the Sonic. What did you think of it this week? Um, it, you know, I, I think I was more okay with it this week because she was literally using it to try and locate, to try and yes. trace down the source of the Archon energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or she was using it specifically to scan something of Cresco's or Cresco himself like that spot where you know she's like starting to storm off and then she turns off and she just kind of like waves at Adam and he's like what did you do yeah you know and obviously it actually has a purpose it's not just her being like me yes um you know so it, it seemed to do more of a purpose it wasn't doing uh, necessary the heavy lifting that it did in um, the ghost monument where there was something where a person could have done a physical action like hotwire the door to get it to shut or something. Um, I felt like it was doing more of its, you know, uh, uh, its analytical uh, uh, purpose in this episode. So it seemed like it fit better. So even if she was using it a bit, I was like, okay, well, She's not using it to try and like jumpstart the bus so they right. can go, you know, not to do something magical. She's using it to analyze the world around her. Does that well, make sense? Right. Yes. And I also did love that it seemed uh, while she did scan uh, Crasco, um, mm-hmm. she in that scene used more detective work, yes. which was uh, very cool. I like that. Yeah, and 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 I I think we we did um, throughout this episode, um, you know, we we get we get a lot more of. Actually, it kind of reminded me of like uh, uh, watching Buffy back in the day, where where you you literally have the research team and they're all doing their thing and they're all gathering their intel and they're coming back together. Yeah, um, which I just I like I said I enjoyed that whole thing and the music. Absolutely. Um, another funny bit which was also mixed in with very serious bits was the, the intense hotel scene, which we kind of touched on a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where that cop comes in and asks uh, if they have any people <laughs> that yes. shouldn't be there. And the doctor says, I don't know anyone by that description. Uses yes. very uh, hateful terms. Right. And she says, I don't know anyone by that description. Um, yep. and, and they're he, not housing anyone here who, who shouldn't yes. be like her answers are so very specifically worded Yes, to be like the antithesis of, of, of that just racist attitude. Yes. Um, it, it, it was, it was delightful. It was so well written. I mean, uh, uh, Mallory Blackman just like knocked it out of the park Yes, absolutely. Um, with how that was all done. It was, it was fantastic. Um, but the the bit when the police officer asks what they're doing here and they're here to sell an invention and yes. it's basically the longest description of a smartphone, which I thought was very funny. And then that his name is Steve Jobs. And what does he say? Steve Jobs would never. Uh, yes. No, sir. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve Jobs would never disrespect you, sir. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a little interesting bit. That I um, I was talking to. I thought it was an interesting conversation when we all get on the bus and Ka- and Kaz goes, well, "Wait, where do I sit?" Yeah. And if you notice, she sits in the whites only section the mm-hmm. entire, and nobody says anything to her. No, and and even though she was she was referred to as Mexican yes. earlier in the episode, and and there again was some nice kind of light humor, right? Uh. uh afterwards between her and Ryan about that. Um, um, yeah, it, it, it was kind of an interesting, uh, thing because yeah, bus drivers let her on the front of the bus. Yes. Um, and yeah, no one seemed to take issue, uh, Which, with that. Yeah. I thought was, 
was weird, but I mean, also, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really know my history, and I don't really know how um, people like that would be treated. Be, but maybe color to them just means they only see that. They only see black. They only see black and white. It might be, um, you know, it's 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 tough for me to say. I think um, it's tough for both of us to say. Yeah, <laughs> which is what I was trying to say at the top, the top of the uh, the show. Yeah, and I still don't and, know if and, I have my um, thought correct, but yeah, no, no, I I get it. And, and there are there are certain points, and it, and it seems to be a lot of the points where they're on a bus or the bus um, where. Um, there's some stuff that kind of, and again, this is a hugely impactful episode. Everybody needs to see it. I can't yes. wait for my kids to see it. I, this was an episode where, oh yes, uh, my wife walked in and was like, "I think I might be ready to get back into Doctor Who." Yeah, you know and that I was stoked by. The, um, the other thing, not to really disrail uh, your point you're trying to make is last right, I'm week. I'm going to keep the rail going here. You, you talk real quick. <laughs> last week you were talking about, uh, how you don't think this would be the last episode would be an episode, uh, that your kids could watch. I think that should be maybe something we incorporate into the show now is, would you want, would you have your, your kids watch this episode? I'm all for that. Okay. So I guess I pose the question to you. Would you have your children watch this episode in a heartbeat? Okay, perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've, I've heard so many amazing stories about parents watching this episode with their kids and, and, you know, having conversations started, having very important conversations started. And that, that is excellent. That should always be encouraged. Um, but where I was going with, uh, my original train of thought, um, uh, which actually hasn't fallen off the rails yet, which Yay. knowing my head and this time of evening, um, is that as, as much as even we sometimes look even to the recent past, 60, 70 years back and go, gosh, some folks were so backward thinking. I can't help but think that so much kind of crazy, quote unquote, coincidental stuff happens in this episode with the doctor and her friends, with all these things trying to come together you would think that even the folks of 1955 would get a little suspicious of like, okay, why are you folks keep popping up? Yeah. You know, Oh, you've just brought me the bus. It's like, okay, but you guys are from England. Why are you even driving this bus? Yes. Like there should be some other reactions happening. There is a level of like, there's a point where my disbelief got pushed just a little bit on the envelope there of like, okay, that's, I get what's going on. I know how it serves the story and I, and I think it's good, but in terms of like, oh, okay, would people really be reacting this way and just be like, Oh, well, okay. okay the bus is here. And yeah, you know, I'm exactly eight minutes behind schedule, but I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to go drive the bus now, you know, or something yeah. like that. Um, the, the fact that more people aren't kind of, um, having more of a reaction like like there's the one point where like we were talking about like like the three of them get on the bus and then ryan gets onto the back and they're turning they're literally turning around in the bus with other white folk around there and saying we're sorry ryan you shouldn't have to do this right <laughs> you would think that would get at least some pretty dirty looks well i think for the, the most folk on the bus i feel like for the most part um i think we have to remember I guess not remember. So James Blake is the one that you're like, wait a yeah. minute. What he, you have to remember that he gets on the bus thinking that, um, there's going to be a sit in. So he is basically, I feel like blinded by hatred. Oh, and then, and that may be, yeah, you're right. That may well be in this case. That's true. I feel um, like that. I mean, that could be motivation for, for most of it. Like, uh, why are these random British people in our town? But also, why is this guy with them? I'm going to mm -hmm. fixate more on that guy. Yeah. And then they yeah. go, oh, well, he's gone. So now I, what was I doing? I don't know. I'm going to go be mean to other people. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that is one way you could look at it. Yeah. I'm sure that's not, you know, that's my but own it, interpretation of it. And again, and th this this is our interpretation of it. I mean, we, we really, we don't have direct experience right. with 
this. Um, and, and so the best we can do is speculate or, or look at other historical events to kind of draw uh, some sort of comparison um, or, or some sort of insight uh, as, the, as to how this would go. Um, and and I, I think it's worth noting, um, I, and I, I didn't find this out until um, I actually heard it uh, on Radio Free Scarrow. And then I saw, like, I think one of the official BBC uh, Doctor Who accounts tweet this out. But when Ryan is trying to get people to actually ride the bus because kresko has gone around and been like, Hey, Oh, Hey, um, yeah. the, this bus line's not running tonight. Sorry. And Ryan's trying to counteract that. Um, there's, uh, one, uh, older couple that he runs up to. And of course, you know, the guy's a total racist dick and tells him off. Right. The actor who plays that old fella. Do you remember in Delta and the Bannerman, we had, the 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 quote unquote the two Americans the one guy who was like um, in all the Yankees gear oh and then man. the guy who had like the fedora and I think a little mustache I don't no I don't they were but like I, the two oh, Americans okay yes I'm looking and they were like working for the CIA or something uh, yes I just looked up uh, the guy in the Yankees gear is that him not the guy in the Yankees gear the other guy the other guy okay the other guy the guy the the thinner guy with the hat yes that's Same him. Actor. That's oh, him. Well, that's fun. That's him. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. There's a that's Delta great. connection in this one. That's great. Oh man, Delta and the Bannerman. What a great episode. <laughs> here, here. <clears throat> um, yeah, and I, let me just uh, circle back around. When I said, would you have your children watch this episode? That was mainly based on the scare factor. Oh, in terms of scare factor. Yes. My apologies. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, as I crash into my microphone here. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of scare factor, um, I I would have no problem. Yeah, there was nothing too scary the besides I, the state no, of our nation. I mean, nothing uh. in terms of I'm going to have nightmares. Yes. Um, you know, I think there's definitely there, there there I would expect a reaction of like people really act like that. Yeah. Um, and, and that of obviously generating that discussion. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, no one, no one dies, uh, uh, amazingly just like in ghost monument. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, it's an important piece of history. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Yeesh. That's right. Two episodes back to back where nobody dies. I know. Interesting. That might be a first for Dr. Who. Possibly. That's Tardis Wiki. Get on that. Um, yeah, well, yeah, tell us. <laughs> um, so we talked about, the, or I talked about the profiles of all three of our friends. Mm -hmm. and the doctor says, we have to make sure Rosa Parks is on the same bus driven by, uh, Blake the snake. Yes. Um, yes. And, and I, and I, and I love that, that, you know, Grace's presence is still yes. kind of here. Yes. I do. In love this that. story. And also, it's very dumb that they murdered her in the first episode. I completely agree, but Graham is right. If she was there, she literally would have started a riot. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bless her, but yeah. she would have. And Graham and Ryan, it seems like they're still at some, you know, he tries to give him the little fist bump after they right. uh, get James Blake to leave the leave the lake. And he's not he's not getting it. But uh, all those scenes, I, and I don't see why. I don't at either. this point. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a there's going to be a point where it happens. But yes. this could have been it. Yeah, you figure it could have been. Um, yeah. But all the little scenes uh, setting up Team Tardis, you know, trying to put history back in its its place are all great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that uh, the lucky winner. Going to see oh, yeah. Frank Sinatra in Vegas. <laughs> but you got to leave right now. You have to leave right now. Um, the fishing scene, uh, planting the uh, the seed of the bus sit-in. Also, the, yeah. mu the music during the fishing scene was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and then the ripping of the coat, and thus delivering that to Rosa Parks. Nothing us Brits hate more than a clothing emergency Gallifrey ribbon. Oh, guaranteed that 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 if i don't see that yeah. ribbon i will be disappointed because i know there are some amazing cosplay and costumer types who attend gallifrey one and 
folks, this is your ribbon. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, and I mean, so we're trying to, you know, everything's getting put back into place. Uh, somewhere in around here, Crasco gets sent packing. Yeah. Um, and I loved when Ryan zaps him. He goes, great job, Ryan. And he's just like looking at side to side. Yes. Like he's, no, he's... no one's there to see that he did a cool thing. Right. But honestly, yes. do you think, and this is a question, do you think, because the doctor doesn't go, what happened to Crasco? Do you think well, the doctor. Well, no, he doesn't. But but when Ryan gets on the bus, mm-hmm. he does tell them. Oh, he does. Oh, yes. He's holding the. He's holding the temporal displacement weapon. Uh-huh, and she does not seem to... No, she doesn't seem pissed off about it. Uh, well, I mean, he didn't kill him, so... Right. Or try to, so I guess, you know... And it and it may also have been a case of, you know, they're so focused on making sure that there are enough people on the bus yes. to force history to stay on track. Yeah. That it's like, like uh, okay, great. I'll, I'll deal with this information later. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I will have to say, I, I'd love to be there in the 79th century when that giant stepladder just appears out of nowhere. <laughs> Being like, what the hell? What, yes. Where did this come from? Also, I, I, I kind of wish he had been like, oh, I have to move this car. Oh, wait a minute. And just zap that too. <laughs> well, that would have, you know, avoided any possible issues with his dyspraxia. Yes, um, because uh, being the fifties, that that might have been a manual transmission car, and I can imagine that will take some coordination issues. Oh, let um, me let me tell you. Um, so, uh, just a little side story: the car we we drove uh, while we were back, it wasn't a rental; it was Lauren's dad's car, and it was a manual. Okay, and, uh, John does not know how to drive a manual, so guess oh, who? John, guess he was driving around, dri- <laughs> driving Mister Pingle. Oh boy! But let's. Let, I know how to shift I, now, so that's cool. That's good, and I and I hope you were an excellent co-pilot. I was, and and was like here, here's your, here's your food while we drive, sweetheart. Yes, kind of thing. Yeah, come on. Uh, Take care of all that kind of stuff. You good, know, you know, good man. It. you know, good what man. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so we everything seems to be set, and then we slowly realize that we're gonna be short three. If we, if team TARDIS gets off. Yeah. And this is when we kind of realize that we have to be a part of history. And Graham's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Please. And, and, I don't want to be here for this. When, when I first saw him, like, I'm like, why is he being so upset about it? And I'm like, oh wait, he's standing. Yeah. He becomes the reason. Yes. And I was like, oh snap. Okay. Yeah. That kind of clicks with me. And you know, that, that, I, I love this part, and I, and I absolutely feel for them all at the same time. Yeah. You know, because I, I get it. Every single one of us who watches Doctor Who, we love the idea of time traveling. We love the idea of going somewhere else in history and being witness to it. Yeah. But the thing is, we talk about being witness to it. Yes. We don't talk about having to be a part of it. And that is one of the possible side effects is that you are a part of the story. Yeah. Um, now whether that's a, you know, a, a, a linear circle or multiple timelines or how we're not going to talk about that because that'll take the next three hours. Um, yeah, but you know, that is one of those things that that's interesting to explore in terms of how it affects your character, you know? Um, and that's one of the things I loved about the show timeless is that you know the, these people would go back and it's not just being witness to history. They're trying to keep history on track. So in, in almost every story, they are becoming part of the story. Yeah. Um, or things do change and the story changes. It's kind of crazy too. But be that as it may, I feel like this was really so powerful. Yeah. Very um, much so. To, to just be there and to have to be quiet. Yeah. You know, just you to let just, it happen. You just have to let history play out <sighs> yeah and then we get you know it's a it's a silent scene with the uh with um the music rise up over it uh yeah. i thought it was about as beautifully done as you can uh do a scene like that yeah um i um the only thing that i'll i'll say on it and this is from a completely 
um, I don't know, sort of selfish, uh, uh, Schadenfreude kind of point of view is, you know, when when Rosa's like, no, I'm not moving, and she's like, go ahead, you know, call the cops, have me arrested. Yeah, the the, the look of James Blake as he's like you know, almost, almost kind of frantically, like getting off the bus to go call the police. Like, like he just can't fathom that this yeah. is happening. Yeah. He can't um, believe I, it. I, I quite seriously took a little bit of delight in, in seeing that reaction. Oh yeah. On him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I like watching people like that suffer just a little bit. I know that's a terrible, I, I don't know if that's a terrible thing for me to say or not, because really that it's, I don't know, it, feelings and yeah, stuff is bad and vote people vote. Um, so, I mean, about as beautifully done and tastefully done as could possibly be done. I feel. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, and then we get the kind of the, the wrap up, um, where we get the his what has happened since? Yes, our um, history lesson epilogue. Yes, um, and then we get uh, which I actually did not know about, and apparently, you know, the most people didn't know. Uh, asteroid two eight four nine nine six Rosa Parks. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I had no idea. It's a real thing. You can look it up. It has its own Wikipedia page. Nice. Um, yeah, and very and cool. hey, look, the time rotor moves. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> and then we uh you know, credits roll. Ah, and 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 at like double time, thanks, BBC America. <laughs> oh boy. Ah uh, yeah. Don't edit my I'm... Doctor Who, you jerks. And again, they are super fading out the end of the episode really fast. Like I'm really having some issues with how BBC America is doing things yeah. this season. Um and I, and I gotta say, I mean, you know, Mike and I last week talked about, um, you know, our, our hopes for this episode and our, and our fears about, um, how they could handle it. And I, I, I just want to say, I know Mike's not here to, to chime in, but, um, I, for a historical and for a historical of this kind of significance, I, I think they handled it just superbly. Oh yeah, I think they they definitely knocked it out of the park. They did a completely. They did a fantastic job, and I don't think we could ask for anything more from one of our favorite television shows. Yeah, right. And especially in this climate we are currently in. Oh yeah, boy. I'm 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 not joking. I mean, this is uh, this is about as timely as an episode of Doctor Who I think can possibly get. In fact, it's. Um, you know, I was so moved by it. I was like, how am I even going to come up with an alternate title for yeah. this episode that is going to do it justice? You know, maybe let's not. Yeah. <laughs> let's just maybe. leave it as Ro- at Rosa. And that's, you know, it. I think that's good enough. You know, there's the, the, the hope of tomorrow, as she said, when she and Yaz were talking. Yes. Um, and, and, and that's still true today. You know, we do have the hope of tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, we should end on that note, but there's a couple of things that I didn't get to talk about last. Oh, week. good. Cause I've got at least one more. Um, is it about the episode? Cause I'm going to talk about two things that happened last episode. Oh, it is about the episode. Oh, but I would love to know your thoughts about last episode as well. Um, go, I, I, you I, go first. Cause mine is more, um, I didn't get to touch on two things, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just like to say that, um, if it was Capaldi in this episode, so many people would have gotten punched. Oh my goodness. It this, would have been this, dug in scale left, yes. right, and center. Oh no, they wouldn't have we wouldn't have learned anything. No, we we <laughs> just would have learned about punching races, yes. which is, you know, also a good lesson. Yeah. So Very much. that's all I was gonna say. <laughs> um so I guess I should talk about the opening theme in the credits, huh? Yeah. So what do you think? I was pleasantly surprised to see purple that made me very happy it's a nice color i love it um i love the scene the opening credits and the theme is i mean it's fine it's you know we (laughs) we were told that it was going to be like a reimagining with samples of the original theme but it's basically the original theme with some drums over it 
Okay. So, so much like I was saying last week, I, I kind of had this idea kind of built up in my head and then what we got didn't quite fit that. So it sounds like you are kind of on that same page. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I love the opening, the opening credits. I think, um, this Milky Way kind of mess we're going through is very mm-hmm. cool, like kaleidoscopy. It is very kaleidoscopy. Yeah, I love it. It's it's very cool. Um, I, I I will say this about the theme, and I I don't know if you've listened to it with headphones in. Mm-hmm. I but I think you get a lot more other a lot more nuance. Other stuff going in on the sound. Right? Yeah, other stuff going on in there if you listen to it on headphones. So I totally recommend that if you're kind of like eh, I don't know if I'm sold on it. Yeah, play it through a couple times on headphones, and that's all you're hearing. And I think it, you'll like it a bit more. Okay, all right. I will. Uh, I will check that out for sure. Um, the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, love the entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, I am fine with the look of it, but it does. It feels a bit cramped. I think if they moved those four crystals... Oh, and we also got the answer about the middle crystal, which does indeed move up and down. Indeed. Um, which you had just mentioned a little bit ago, but yeah, uh, there it is again. Um, <laughs> in case you missed it. Yeah, in case you missed it. I think if you move each one of those crystals maybe a foot or two back, I'd feel a lot better about it. But it seems and feels very cramped. I, you know, I, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from with that. Um, I'd like to see some more scenes of kind of all of them interacting and not just like standing and watching the view screen. Yes. Um, but like moving around inside the TARDIS to kind of really kind of feel that out. But yeah. I, I, I do see what you mean there. I mean, those are my first impressions. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure moving along, we will hopefully get more. Um, time inside the TARDIS, but also, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying not having that much time in the TARDIS. It's weird. Well, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, I mean, we've got a show that is really very cinematically shot now. Yes. Um, and and don't get us wrong, we we love the TARDIS. It's the TARDIS. I mean, yeah. How do you not love the TARDIS? Um, but you know, when they're when they're filming everything outside the TARDIS, as amazingly as they are, it's kind of like we're like cats in a laser pointer. It's like, Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at the shot. Yeah. You know, and we're not focused on, uh, uh, everything else quite so much. Right. I hear you. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, we also, we kind of put our feelers out on the social medias to get some responses from people to see what they thought. Um, and we got one here from Yoda man two twelve on, on Twitter. Hey, oh, um, it says it was excellent. I knew there was going to be emotional bits and funny bits, but I didn't think I was going to tear up and cheer during the end scenes, but I did. There you go. And rightly so. Good. Rightly so. Thank you for that input. Yes. Thank you very much. How shocked was I that we had input? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't, we don't always put out feelers for it. We don't no. always remember to. And now that we've got episodes every single week now, it's kind of like, oh, wait, I got to remember to do this or I've got to remember to do that. So. You know, we are trying to do that. And please, if we don't, just send it to us anyway. We always like hearing your feedback. Yeah, we do. It's good stuff. Well, I mean, uh, what, do we, what do we got coming up next time? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We have got quite the punny title. Yeah. <laughs> Arachnids in the UK. Yes. So basically anarchy in the in the UK. In the UK. Yes. I'm fine but with, with it. spiders. I'm fine with it. Uh, starring all of our new regulars, written by the Chibs and directed by oh boy Sally Aprahamenum. Uh, <laughs> Even with a pronunciation key. Aprahamian. Mian. Aprahamian. Aprahamian. Aprahensimenum. Apprehensive answers. Oh well, whatever. Directed we by a fine individual. <laughs> Indeed, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I'm and excited. and guest starring Chris Noth of all people. This, this yes. is the one like guest star thing when they showed that thing that really surprised me. I'm like, yeah, I was I like, what? Expected this guy on Doctor Whoever. Yeah, I also did love the guest star uh, from last week, which was the the um, the guy from Misfits, who was the the guy with the c- cigar. Oh yes, yeah, 
Yeah. I, I love that as well. But yeah, next yeah. time, guys, arachnids in the UK. Interesting. I don't like spiders, but here we are. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Cobwebs for everyone, just in time for Halloween. Hooray. Oh, yeah, just in time. Good job. Honestly, I could have... Well, I mean, it's a UK-based show, so I'm sure they're not... When are the midterms? We should air it then. Um, no, probably not, but this yeah. was... Uh, it was still pretty well timed good Uh, good job yes absolutely all right so uh you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at the podcastica you can follow me on twitter at jp thrice and you can follow taylor on twitter at blue box ufo subscribe to us on itunes stitcher and now spotify just search podcastica rate and review us as well also subscribe to us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash the n-o-t-l-g um, I guess in that vein, thank you everyone for listening to our shows many times. Yeah, no kidding. I was very impressed by how our, our, uh, premiere. Yeah. Our first episode, uh, episode did, did very well. And our mm-hmm. se- second episode also did very well. Excellent. Let, let's keep it up. Go guys, go. Yeah. Rate and review us as well, guys, five stars or whatever stars you feel just, you know, that would help us out a lot. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com, buy one of our podcastica shirts, or buy uh, the future of time and space is female. That's a fun shirt. We should all Indeed. own it. Uh, Patreon.com slash notlg. Uh, we're going to beef that up starting 2019. We got some cool stuff heading your way. And, uh, you know, if you want to, if you care to donate a dollar or more than a dollar, or less than a dollar. You can do that, and we will appreciate it greatly. Uh, check out the Y-Axes. They have always supported us, and they put out the sweet, sweet jams. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. The Y-Axes.bandcamp.com. Go buy their new single. Uh, and they, like us, are also on Spotify. So, join us again next week. Arachnids in the UK, episode one. 38 of podcastica goodness taylor i know right just uh keep on keep on keeping on and we will see you guys next week see ya hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of podcastica here on notlg.com episode 137 rosa Uh, let's do that over again because I feel like I am out of touch with reality.